everybody. Welcome back to the NNMK Politics Podcast, Episode 2. Today, uh, I am joined by Matt. Hello, everybody. And uh, today, we have our first special guest. We have Asher. Hi. And yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, it's a revolutionary episode for a special guest. So why don't you introduce yourself, Asher? Um, well, I'm Asher. And... Uh... And I've been a fan of the NNMK podcast for a really long time. <laughs> and honestly, this is just my, my dream come true to be here. I never thought I'd get this opportunity in my entire life. You know what? I, I, I thank you for the enthusiasm. I thank you for the enthusiasm. We really like this on this podcast. Yeah. But, um... Oh, make a wish foundation <laughs> for joining on this opportunity. Wow, yeah. this is just Wouldn't have been it's amazing. We love giving opportunities to people. Um, anyway. <laughs> um, Actually, what, 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 what do you think of like, politics? Are you into it at all? Or are you I mean, like, into the news? Kind of. I, I do like reading about current events and stuff. But the actual politics aspect of like our current system, specifically like presidential stuff, I find it really uninteresting. I feel like it's kind of stagnant. And mm. not a lot really changes, no matter who's in office. So I don't really care that much about it. How long have you been uh, paying attention to politics or, like, the news, I guess? Um, well, I, I've been interested in, like, world events and news basically the entirety of high school and the end of middle school. You know, being a stupid sixth grader, I didn't really care that much. But <laughs> since, like, eighth grade, I've read from time to time news events. So, um, who, who was it? Was it like, um, someone in your family or like a friend who like swayed you to like pay attention to politics more? Or was it like a teacher or? Um, well, my parents would watch the news a lot and, um, they'd talk about it. So I kind of want to get involved with the conversation and like Shay Dival at school, he'd talk about it. And so, you know, I had to do, I had to do my research, talk to him <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think, Shout um, Shay Dival, he's a cool yeah, guy. <laughs> Uh, I think, like, definitely, like, in friend groups, I think it's, like, very interesting because, um, like, it gets you to kind of, like, if somebody brings it up, it gets you to kind of, like, research, do your own research, and, like, you get to have, like, kind of, like, a little debate. You get to, like, rebuttal and have an argument, but, like, it's, uh, it's, fair. it's like, I, I usually, I got into it because pretty much my parents, but then... I kind of like liked U.S. politics a little bit more, and then I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." So then I started paying attention to the world politics, and then like it's pretty much like last year when I really started to pay attention to it, though. Oh, just to get any, uh, just for some information before we start getting into topics, so we we uh, we have everything cleared up. Uh, do you have any strong political affiliations or biases or just political opinions in general that that you like? I don't know. I'm, I'm not like uh, super decided on like a party, if that's what you're asking. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like I'm more of a centrist because I think that you know there are good aspects of all sides, but I, I can't unwaveringly support any of them because a lot of them have policies that I just don't agree with. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, you're kind of like a little ind independent, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I guess that's like the same with you, Nate. Uh, you seem like, well, I mean, you've talked about we've talked about it a lot, but yeah, I, I don't really, 
I'm sort of the same way. I think that uh, a lot of the different parties and ideologies in the United States they they all have uh, they all they all obviously have some crazies in them, but they all pull from generally good ideas because obviously they want to to see the best that America can be. So yeah, kind of kind of. It's not in people's best interest to like just pull from one party. Hey Nate, did you see the um, the libertarian debate a while back, where Gary Johnson said the truly outrageous thing that you know, needing a driver's license or wearing seatbelts while driving is a completely uh, <laughs> a completely. I'd say what did he say? I don't he, remember he said, exactly what he said, but he said it was like it was like it was fine. And he got booed off the stage. Oh my god! Some some like <laughs> candidate. I don't even know what his name was, but I'm pretty sure he didn't last long, right? And he he compared the requ- seatbelt requirements to um, saying, you know, wow, they're they're starting to regulate our seatbelts and our driver's licenses. What are they going to do next? Regulating the kind of bread I can use in my toaster? You know, like, obviously <laughs> the next logical step of the argument. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, that's. What most concerned with yeah see it, it, it stinks because like uh, I, I have a lot of like libertarian ideologies but then like i look at any libertarian stuff and they're all just like we should have all the roads owned by private companies and i'm just like, age of consent should be 13 years old <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so bad no legal punishment for murder <laughs> yeah like this this crazy is like on all sides and then i feel bad because like there's some there's like most libertarians who are just like more a lot more moderate but then like the the vocal majority in libertarians is really really vocal and you get people like vermin supreme who run for president and <laughs> yeah it's a good time on the libertarian party yeah the thing is about like the the third kind of parties is like they in history in u.s history like just itself they've never gotten like a lot of traction i guess that's like the sad thing because like major news sources don't really like cover any of like the third parties they usually only just cover democrat and republicans so like people don't get like um exposed to those like third parties and then like no votes well well there is like a lot of votes um like thousands of votes in some states but then there's like other states where you get like 100 votes which is kind of sad because like i feel like the third parties it'd be like interesting but I think yeah, there I think was in history, necessary. I think uh, in history there was like a third party candidate who like got very close to winning. Yeah. I forgot exactly you know, who it was, but I think it was like I think the, the worst thing about the third party system is that people disregard third parties in general, like as you were saying, right? People, like, if you vote for a third party, people call it throwing your vote away. Yeah, and I hate that. I that hate is, that so much. so wrong. It shouldn't you shouldn't have to choose the lesser of two evils if anything you should choose the greater of two evils yeah but if you have the choice to choose someone who actually supports like basically everything that you would stand for then you should even if it's throwing your vote away yeah, yeah. i i wish that we had like like at least three parties in the united states because like the two-party thing like you said a lot of the times it feels like you're just picking <clears throat> the lesser of two evils and it and, like, a lot of their policies you don't really agree with. And then, like, the whole throwing away your vote thing, that it's like a paradox that kind of discourages it even more. 
and then the more that the less votes that they get, the less people want to vote for them because they fear that they're like throwing away their vote. Yeah, and it's just like a pretty hard situation to get out of. Yeah, negative mm. feedback loop. Yeah, sadly they don't get enough traction. So like, even if you do vote for them, it's kind of like you're never gonna get anywhere, which is kind of sad. Because yeah, like, because like a lot of the policies, person. yeah, a lot of the policies like people like about them, but then you only have like the Republicans and the Democrats, so you never get to have like one side that you truly like. Yeah. So now we kind of got that discussion out of the way. We kind of got a little background. Um, I wanted to kind of cover what's been happening around the world for the first time on the podcast, uh, specifically in Guatemala. So before the podcast, Asher gave a pretty good background of what actually is happening. So uh, if you want to explain a little bit, Asher. All right. So basically, Guatemala has had a really long history of corruption in it. And um, and recently, if you guys have heard, there have been a lot of hurricanes, a lot of natural disasters sweeping through Central America. And, um, and so in the wake of this, people have been really focused on you know rebuilding and basically just surviving. And so while everybody's distracted, the Guatemalan government basically passed a bill to, um, to take spending away from like the education system and civil services. And they actually put it into like the biggest thing was a meal plan for government officials. Cause you know, um, they, they need that $65,000 meal plan to be a good education system. And so what ended up happening was demonstrators got really mad. They broke into the, Congress and the National Palace, they threw Molotovs and they vandalized stuff. And um, and then the police threw tear gas at them and beat them with nightsticks and stuff. So, yeah, that happened. Yeah, so this, this government's definitely had some, like, tyranny behind it. Definitely throughout the years. It's kind of like corruption in the government. Yeah. I guess you could say. Nate, were you going to say it's something? Definitely conflict of interest. I think I cut um, you on. Off I think me. a good thing to talk about with this, though, is what level of demonstration is acceptable. Because if you, you know, like obviously this was not a peaceful protest. You know, they they broke in, they vandalized property, and while their means were just, I don't think that um, it was the right way to go about it. And technically, what you're trying to say is, do the ends justify, or do the yeah. nows justify the ends means? Yeah. Which, um, you know, I think the whole peaceful protest thing kind of gets a little out of hand, especially in just around the world, I guess you can see it. But, like, peaceful protesting is in the Constitution. It states that you have the right to a peaceful and orderly protest. So if you're able to control a crowd of, like, I don't know, 100 people, usually in small towns it works, like, a lot better because... You don't have, um, like, a lot of criminal activity, or you don't have a lot of, like, rowdy people. But, um, like, if you're able to do a protest in, like, a city, it usually gets, like, ten times worse. Because in cities, there's a lot of criminal activity, so criminals could see these protests going on and be like, oh, I could take advantage of this. And then they could go in, smash windows, buildings, they could set places afire... It happened all around the all around the United States with the Black Lives Matter protests. So yeah. the fact that people can take advantage of these is um, 
like kind of sad but i feel like some people who are trying to like actually get their word out there and then like get thrown off by these criminals and like people who are like very far left or right leaning is like very it's kind of like ominous it's yeah it really is i think that um that there shouldn't be any like legal protection against people who vandalize you know government property because first of all it's in their constitution that you can't do that yeah right and second of all it's like a bad choice to like if you want to get your message out there about corruption you, you either you either stage a coup or you peacefully protest there's no mm-hmm. in between because if, you, if you're in between then you get arrested and it's over right um, yeah. yeah like if, if you're just being violent and vandalism for the sake of scaring them you're just gonna get arrested and people are gonna think of you as barbaric and uncivil it's not gonna yeah. work well for your argument what do you think it's Andy? a it's a really like fine line because obviously if you want to peacefully protest that's completely fine like like more power to you that's not against the law or anything that's fine but once you get to the to the point where like um like obviously some like if you're just standing out in the field no politician is going to be like wow that's really impactful i'm going to change my views because uh, this affected me so much so obviously people are going to resort to violence but once you get to that point it's it just kind of gets out of your control because like you said there's there's a lot of crime in cities and stuff and there's going always going to be people who who riot and like use the opportunity to just cause chaos and like steal and all that so uh, i think it kind of depends on this on the situation like if you're just protesting like a political issue like that should always be peaceful you should never like riot you should never like vandalize uh, and all that but like if you're let's say that like, you're like oppressed in china or something i, I don't know uh, uh, like i think that in in that situation it's like you should be able to not that you should but i i think that it would be not not extreme if you were to like not set on fire but like i don't know spray paint on like a government building or something yeah i don't really know I don't it's know it's yeah about. it's very that's very true i mean like yeah china's government is definitely very oppressive especially towards media and like people like not liking their government system um that's pretty much how communist dictators work but like it's the they definitely have a lot of control over that so if you try to do it like peacefully you're not going to get anywhere and you're yeah, probably exactly. gonna get like a lot more media coverage if you're burning down buildings or spray painting, vandalizing with a ton of people. But like the thing in America is that it's literally in the Constitution, so it's like kind of easier to do it. You don't have like you you can still have a voice when you're doing it peacefully. But like I said, with like the media, it's kind of like the media only targets it. Like they're not gonna target some kid who's walking outside with a sign or like. 50 people walking outside with a sign that says Black Lives Matter, they're going to target the places in big cities like Georgia and, uh, and like Atlanta and Minneapolis and Philadelphia, that burning or buildings are going to be burned. So it's like, it's, you're going to get more media coverage with it, but it's like, it depends on like what, like, um, thing you're trying to protest for as well. Cause like, I feel like if it's on one side, 
it's going to only boost that, like, one side. Because you see, um, on a lot of different news channels, like, the Black Lives Matter protests, like, definitely on, like, right-leaning news channels, they see these people as, like, bad people, and, like, they're terrorists, and they're ruining our cities, but then you go into, like, um, left-leaning news channels, like, CBS, ABC, um, CNN, and then they're like, oh, yeah, these people are trying to, like, put out, put their word out there. So it's like, it's not going to really sway anybody from the other side as much as it's going to empower people from your same viewpoint. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that I like really hate about news today is that it, it promotes extremism. Cause like, if you're just out like, um, like with a sign, just like peacefully protesting, nobody's going to cover that. But if you go out and you burn buildings and all that, like you said, that's going to get a lot of. Uh, traction in the news and then people will see that and they'll be like oh shit like like should I be like I I care about this should I be like vocal about it and it it divides people and it's really uh, like an unfortunate side effect of how like connected we are today yeah it really is like um I don't know I just forgot what I was going to (laughs) say that's fine yeah but definitely um i'll kind of like go off track here um definitely with the protest it's a lot harder to kind of like do that with um covid coming up or like the whole covid situation it's definitely a lot harder and like to see these people like not caring about a global pandemic and like burning down buildings and stuff like that it's kind of like it's like wow they really want to get their voice heard so like I feel like that's kind of another thing. Yeah, but that also can have an opposite effect on certain people. Like, mm-hmm. think of it as they're disregarding um, safety. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, COVID, uh, this is kind of really off track, but I saw this picture the other day of um, this uh, bar in Florida, I'm pretty sure. And the whole thing was packed up with people. And literally not a single person was wearing a mask and they were all like within a foot of each other. The only reason that you could tell that the photo was taken during COVID time was because a person on the TV and the bartender had a mask on. And mm-hmm. this kind of like made me think like people like they're, they think that like it's just going to go away. Like people are a lot more lenient now. Like back in April and March, if you wanted to get together with people, you were like shunned. But now people are just like, oh, I'm just going to have a few family members over and I might go to a friend's house for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's kind of like this this weird graph where it's like one side is like the COVID cases are, aren't like very high. And then you see like people are like super scared of it. And then the COVID cases are at like millions now and people are like not even scared of it at all. It's like this weird paradox where it's like the more something happens, people just care less. But like at the start of something people care a lot more yeah i think it's because there are a lot of news outlets that like report on it like i i know that there's been at least at least like 20 articles of just journalists saying i got covid and this is what it's really like you know people look at that and they're like it's not that bad you know if i get it i'll be fine and so they don't they don't care as much whereas at the beginning there was really a lot of uncertainty and we still don't know the long-term effects. It's not like... You know. Yeah, that's what scares me. 
Um, and I'm, I'm really conflicted about like reopening of the economy because I think it is important because you know, if, if our economy stays shut down and we go into a state of hyperinflation, I think that would be worse than, you know, everybody getting COVID because, you know, the people who would be in, in, impacted by, you know, hyperinflation would be the lower in the middle class and they'd be starving. I think more people would end up dying because hospitals wouldn't even be able to operate. But at the same time, people do need to follow protocol. You know, like they can't just walk around without masks and stuff. Yeah, I was, um, I was watching the, I was watching, um, or I was looking at a news article yesterday and it was like a guy talking about how like we need to shut down right now or it's going to get like 10 times worse. But then they were talking about like, um, there's like another article that I also found. I was talking about the schooling situation with a lot of kids and a lot of kids don't have like the proper needs to like be able to do remote learning and stuff like that. So like, it's, it's like very hard situation because you want to, you want to like close down the whole country to like stop the cases from spreading and stuff like that. But then you want to also reopen the country to make the economy like stay the, stay at least stagnant for now and not plummet. Yeah. It's, it's definitely not an easy thing to take care of. I think people oversimplify it and they expect too much out of our leaders. I don't think anyone knows what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like hey, you can go Nate. Sorry. Yeah. It, 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 I was just going to say, it's like a really, it's just a really tough situation. Like you can't go too far either way or else it'll just like be bad, obviously. Yeah, I feel like with like our politics as well, like like um what we were bringing up before, like the two party system and stuff like that, it's like terrible because like nothing can happen, nothing's going to happen with a two party system. Like one side hates one side and the other side hates the other side, so it's like you can't get anything done. And um, history, if you look back at history, history stuff got done with compromises. And if we can't make a compromise, then I really don't know what's going to happen with the country in the future. Yeah. I just hope that politicians are going to be able to see the other side and at least take a standpoint where they both can get what they want. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, it's it's not just like, um, like it's not just the government causing this. I think um, a lot of people are scared to talk about politics with each other. And I completely see why. Like, um, like my, my mom and my grandparents have dis disagreeing political beliefs. And like, I hear the way my mom talks about my grandmother when she's not on the phone. And, you know, it really makes me not want to share my political beliefs with other people because I don't want them to talk about me behind my back like I'm some sort of idiot just because I don't agree with everything they say. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of like my, sad. My family's kind of the same way. Like my uh, my mom and and my uncle are like pretty far left leaning, and then like my grandparents are like pretty far right leaning, and then I'm like in the middle. And like my mom is always just like, oh, I don't know why he's getting so worked up about Trump not winning the election. And like, uh, like if I say anything like anything centrist really uh like my my mom is kind of like gets defensive and that kind of stuff it's it's a really 
it's, it's not a good climate for discussion. I think that America's in right now. There's just yeah. too much tension and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, a lot of this stuff, like arguments, at least that happen. Um, I like to try to tend to agree to disagree in most situations, but sometimes I like I'm I'm a very big like not think in the moment but ponder it later that's like what the type of person i am so like whenever i'm in an argument with somebody or like i'm just i don't like to try to get into arguments i'm just like in a discussion with somebody about something and they bring up some pretty good points i'm like i can't like rebuttal instantly i can't be like oh and this this is why your point is wrong because of this 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 and this like i'm never like that type of person but i usually like i'm trying to like get better at it or like better to like bring up evidence or prove claims in the moment but i'm not very good at it but um definitely with discussions it's kind of just like bringing out evidence because i feel like both sides tend to like shoot out random nonsense yeah the emergency clipboard in case of sudden arguments yeah yeah honestly that'd be a pretty good idea just bring a backpack around little hacky sack personal computer <laughs> so you can look up whatever you need. Two cell phones. Two, Two cell phones. You can call a friend. <laughs> call a friend. Ask them for any information. Yeah, so that was um, that was pretty good. What are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? And anything fun? Yeah. What are you doing, Asher? I'm just sitting in my chair right now. <laughs> no, for Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> sitting in my chair sitting um, in your chair I'm gonna be um, yeah i'm probably not gonna be visiting my family because it's gonna be raining over thanksgiving so i'm not gonna you know be able to like i i do see my grandparents from time to time but we always meet outside with proper ppe um but it's gonna be raining so we're probably not gonna do that yeah my mom's gonna be making Bula. What is what is Bula? In the house, basically, it's a it's just like a Finnish coffee bread. It's really good. Oh, okay. Yeah. What about you, Nate? What are you? What is you and your family doing for Thanksgiving? Um, I'm probably just gonna. Uh, I think to my, I think to my uncle's coming over and, and my cousin, and then we're mm. just gonna like have like really traditional thanksgiving stuff you know turkey stuffing potatoes that kind of stuff not doing anything fancy yeah it's yeah, um you, Matt? it's well my thanksgiving's gonna be a little bit interesting definitely with COVID happening um usually we have like a big gathering usually like a lot of our uncles and aunts and grandparents come and we usually have like 20 to 30 people at our house but um this year we're not gonna really be having that um both my sisters are coming home from college, um, and we're pretty much just going to be having our own little family gathering, um, and that's it, pretty much. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely harder, um, but make sure to help everybody out around the house if you need to, because they're going to need it. Yeah. They're gonna. I'm they're actually, gonna I am gonna it. have family over. We're uh, we're taking all of our walls down, so we can have an open air. Oh, house. 
for all of our for all of our family. We're gonna get a sledgehammer and just off the house and stuff. yeah, we're taking yeah, the roof. We're, we're taking, taking the, the walls. We're actually lifting up the foundation so we can get away from the uh, the town. Yeah, that's um. Oh, nice. It sounds like a good idea. We're actually moving into a chicken pen in the middle of the woods. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. A lot, a lot of fresh air. Yeah. You know, we we we're knee deep in our own manure <laughs> all the time. It's you got a, prime living conditions. Prime living conditions. You got poultry on standby too. If you need more food, you can just grab one of those, cook it up real quick. Yeah. Nate, you want to end it off? Uh, oh wait, I have one more thing that I want to bring up. If you look at the roads in DC, I don't know if like how familiar you guys are with it, but they're really um, they're they're designed in a certain way so that there's a lot of diagonal roads and like triangles and stuff. And there's a lot of like conspiracy theories about like the roads. And I love conspiracy theories. I don't believe in a lot of them, but I just think <laughs> that they're really fun to just like <laughs> to just read about. Yeah. And uh. There's this this one about the roads in in DC, and if you look at the roads, um, they they make like this sort of triangle, like a pentagram, and the top of the pentagram points, uh, the, like the top of it is right at the White House, and then there's also a Freemason symbol on the roads apparently, stuff Ooh. like that. So uh, I just want to uh, know oh if you guys are running. Oh my gosh, the Freemasons <laughs> run the country. You know. Nay, I I didn't know. I, I bet. See, Nay, you're like a masked vigilante who patrols the streets on Google Maps. <laughs> on Google Maps, so that he can show up like three to five business days later when the crime has already happened. <laughs> three to five business days. <laughs> they ship him out he in a FedEx plane. I noticed that you had an abundance of potato sacks in your backyard, and today one of them is missing off of Bing Maps. Care to explain? <laughs> what have you been doing with those potatoes, sir? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just love that kind of stuff. I think that those type of conspiracy theories, uh, as wacky or as plausible as they might be, they're just really fun to read about. Yeah, they definitely are. And, yeah. and then the people who like comment about it. The people who are backing <laughs> it up with evidence. Yeah. Looking for peer-reviewed uh, studies based on Washington, D.C.'s streets. <laughs> I'll go on the Washington, yeah. D.C. subreddit and comment on that. Care to explain your roads, r slash Washington, D.C.? Very r slash mildly interesting. That's a r slash mildly interesting post. <laughs> Our story is mildly interesting. It would be right. I would be right above the one of of my sister's piss stain on her blanket. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the big chunky stain. Yeah, the big chunky shit stain on the covers. Our story is mildly interesting. I, I dare say this is very coincidental. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the that's it, guys. That's the the NNMK podcast ended it on a good note. The yeah. big chungus pisses stains. Uh, <laughs> as usual, our uh, our Discord is in the description. Join that for announcements and stuff. Uh, you can request music there, and maybe you can be a guest on the NNMK Politics Podcast. Asher, do you have anything that you'd like to shout out? Um, hi, Nick G. There it is. There it so, is. Yeah, you can get this podcast, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in the next one.
Bye. Bye, guys.